and welcome back to One Conversation, the podcast where we believe one conversation can change a life. Today, since we are getting into the holiday season, we are going to be talking about some different ways to deal with the holidays. If the holidays are maybe a triggering time, maybe not the happiest time, maybe they just bring all sorts of different emotions to you. We're gonna talk about some ways to handle that, uh, some things you can do to make sure that you are supported during the season and make sure that everyone is able to uh, experience joy during this holiday time. Absolutely. And so we know the holidays are made out to be the best time of the year. And it's presented as a time of love and family and togetherness. But for many people, the holidays are anything but that, right? And so holidays can actually be a time of stress, sadness, loneliness, fear, and sometimes triggering for some people. Survivors of abuse may find themselves experiencing depression, anxiety, and just feeling overwhelmed during the holidays. Yeah. And I think, I mean, not just survivors, right? It, especially survivors right now, but really everyone. I mean, there's, I think, a really um, just a great sense of stress going on, right? With COVID, with everything that's kind of affecting how we are celebrating the holidays, what that looks like for us this year. So yeah, today we're definitely going to spend some time not only talking about, you know, considerations with COVID, how we're going to navigate, you know, maybe having difficult conversations, but also things we can do to check in with ourselves, you know, make sure that we are really the best versions of ourselves throughout this holiday season, because like, you know, they've been kind of discussing so far, there's a lot of considerations why this might be a really stressful time for people instead of the really joyous, right, uh, occasion that it could be for a lot of people. And, you know, we definitely have our own stress going on as well. You know, we're definitely not immune to what's going on, right, the state of the world and having changes arise for us in terms of how we're looking at the holiday season this year, too. So before we get started, before we kind of share out some considerations, some tips to kind of keep ourselves safe, to keep ourselves well during the holiday season, we're going to do a little personal check-in as well. If you've been watching, you know, we like to be ourselves here. Uh, we like to kind of share out things that we go through. We like to make this personalized, right? That's the kind of podcasts I think we appreciate, right? Where we can not only learn yes. something, but connect as well. And I think we all, we all have a lot to connect on right now. Me personally, this holiday season, it's crazy. And it's different than any other holidays I've experienced. And I know, you know, everyone, I think, kind of have a sense of that. Uh, but this is the first time for me that I'm actually going to be celebrating the holidays without my family. I'm originally from the East Coast. My entire family is back in Scranton, Pennsylvania. If there's any Office fans watching out there, yes, I'm from Scranton. It exists. It's a real place. Um, but not being able to go back this year, because for a while, and I was really I was really uh, going back and forth on it, right, with kind of COVID cases just resurging in the country and just looking at, you know, the state of maybe going back into a lockdown, self-quarantining. You know, I was even thinking, am I going to be able to travel all the way back? And if I'm able to travel, is, is that safe? Do I, do I want to travel back, right? And But also having that selfishness and having that kind of sadness, right? I'm, I'm not going to be able to be with my family and that kind of selfish aspect, right? And um, so it's been really challenging. And I ultimately, my family and I, we made the decision to to not travel, to not take that risk, because not only the risk for me, right, going through airports, that whole process, but the risk of then, you know, trying to interact with family, right, because it's the holidays. And so now, you know, what could I possibly be exposing to my family? How dangerous could that be, right? Maybe 
kind of being selfish in that way, right? And wanting to carry that tradition and, and be there with family. And so, yeah, to start, I could say it, it's definitely been odd. It's definitely been a really mm-hmm. different um, kind of, and just different considerations, right? Things to think about. It's not the normal, typical holiday stress of, did I get everyone a gift? You know, my, you know, getting that plane ticket to go home. And did I have my PTO kind of signed off for work to take that trip? It's just a whole different level of things to kind of consider. Right. And I think, again, I definitely, you know, I'm not alone in that. I'm, I'm not the only one with things going on personally in my life. I know we all have things to share, but I definitely know Brianna has some things to share out as well. And some things that may be changing her holiday season. Yes. And Lisa, thank you for bringing up that traditions are looking different because that's something we're going to bring up in the episode. But yeah, before we get to that, we just wanted to have this human connection with you guys. You know, we are all human experiencing this as everyone else is. Um, Yeah, special life event with me going on right now. I am pregnant (laughs) to our listeners who don't know me. Um, I'll be 20 weeks in just a couple days and we found out that it is a baby girl so i am so So excited so exciting (laughs) (laughs) so excited to finally know um and do all the online shopping for all things baby girl (laughs) uh so outside of that yeah absolutely just navigating these different holidays you know wanting so much to spend time with family, especially family that wants to see me and see how I'm doing, you know, see how we're doing. And it's so hard to, to have that space and to maybe do it over zoom calls or things like that. It's, it's just a difficult time compounded on a time that is already usually difficult for people uh, this holiday season. So just taking it day by day, you know, all the changes that are going on, it seems like daily in our states uh, for the restrictions and trying to keep up with all of that and just trying to keep ourselves safe. It's, it's definitely a lot. So we have to make sure that we're engaging in our self care. I think it's perfect that our first episode was about that because it has played into I think every episode following that. So moving on to JC, let's see how JC's doing during this time, during this time. Thank you both for sharing. I love that we have this kind of transparency and really have this platform to be able to really share kind of our individual challenges because it's definitely difficult, right? Um, We're doing a lot of different traditions now um, opposed to like the past previous years. And with me, typically for Thanksgiving, I stay in South Lake Tahoe. I do have family back home where I grew up um, in Arizona. And so this year it was really challenging for me to kind of figure out, you know, when can I go visit my family? When can I kind of have a holiday with them? Because I know it's not the best ideal time right now. Um, But with that being said, I decided to travel back home. Um, So I will actually be spending Thanksgiving with my family in Arizona since I found out that they've been staying isolated. And we've been both kind of very cautious in regards to, you know, gatherings and who we interact with and are around with. So um, I am going back home. With that being said, it's very exciting. But at the same time, there's a sense of anxiety that I get just even thinking about it Um, because, you know, I experienced a lot back home, a lot of different types of abuse. And because of that, it can be triggering. So when um, I found out we were going to really talk about, you know, trauma during the holidays, 
I realize that it's really important for me to address it right now as well, because it's something that is real for me that can be very triggering, can really cause that anxiety. Um, and it's funny because, you know, my parents and my sisters have really done so much to kind of make me feel comfortable and make me uh, feel supported when I go and visit them. Um, but sometimes it has nothing to do with what your family's doing for you during the holidays at times. It's just like the memories that can be really triggering, even like, you know, a scent can also trigger you um, or a specific person. And so for me, it's like, hey, I already know in advance that at times it can be triggering when I go over there. Um, there's more pros and cons for me. And so I decided that I'm going, but I really kind of set myself up for success this time, which is really big for me. Um, I mean, every year I'm progressing in regards to that, but this year I'm kind of like have that backup plan. So I'm like, I have a hotel just in case I need a backup plan and like need my alone time. Like I have my support system, my partner's going with me and my kids are going. So for me, it's like, I'm really excited, but I'm also very anxious and, you know, I've been having these conversations with a lot of different other people and they've kind of uh, have shared that they're feeling the exact same way. So it really makes me feel not alone, which is great, right? Because at times that's what we're feeling. Um, but I'm really excited. And like I mentioned, a little anxious, but I do feel prepared for the holidays, which is great. I love that you bring up scents. Scents are huge and there are so many holiday specific scents that are around this time of year. I know that I'm very like my memories are very tied to scents. So absolutely relate to that. Yeah, and interestingly enough, so your olfactory system or basically your smell system, right? Um, your olfactory system is actually your strongest scent related to memory. And so, um, you know, we remember scent more strongly than we would a visual memory or an auditory, like a sound memory. And so it is, it's really interesting because, you know, for someone that may have trauma, thinking about that, right? It might mm -hmm. just be a simple scent, right? Or a Christmassy smell that you would never think, right? Like a harmless type smell for the holidays could really have a deep effect on somebody just based on what had occurred, right? When maybe that candle was lit or those cookies were in the oven or, you know, whatever was kind of happening. And so, it is. I really, um, I appreciated when you brought that up as well, because I thought about that, right? That, mm -hmm. that really is our strongest memory. And so, yeah, there could be a lot attached to that. So thank you. Um, and I love that we all took this space, I think, to just kind of talk about what's going on for us, share out, you know, some of our concerns. And I think we all did kind of a really good job talking about some of the things that we're going to go over for the rest of the episode. So, you know, kind of tips that we have as far as how we can keep ourselves well, how we can keep ourselves healthy and happy throughout this holiday season. So before um, before we jump into kind of talking about trauma, we want to just take a moment and just kind of talk about COVID. And if you have to have what I would call a boundary setting conversation, right? So maybe things are coming up. Maybe you're kind of going through what I went through and, you know, that kind of mental gymnastics of, do I want to travel? Is it safe? Is this something that I can do? Right. Maybe there's expectations. Will family be upset if I'm not there, if I don't um, take that trip? And so if you find yourself in this situation where maybe you are not comfortable for whatever reason, maybe it's COVID or maybe it is trauma. Maybe it's, you know, unhealthy individuals or atmosphere that you don't want to be around, right. For the holidays. If you have to have these conversations, first of all, just be um, honest, right? Kind of set your boundaries and just be clear about what those boundaries are. While you're doing that, try to use what we have talked about before, what we call I statements. So let's say you're not comfortable. Let's say there's a situation, uh, maybe it's an aunt's house you usually go to for Thanksgiving, for Christmas. Maybe you know that 
perhaps not a lot of people will be quarantining, you know, appropriately, or maybe there won't be masks on or distancing, and maybe you're just not comfortable, right? Instead, in that conversation of saying, you know, you are having a get together I'm not comfortable with, use those I statements, right? Avoid those use, just go to I. So, you know, I'm not particularly comfortable spending the holidays, you know, it's just part of my beliefs right now. And it's just something to keep myself safe. It's nothing to do with you. It's just, you know, my belief right now and how I want to celebrate the holidays. So again, just kind of frame it back to you, right? It's nothing, don't put it on. It's something they're doing. Just it's your personal choice, which it is, right? And you can be comfortable and confident with that. And so just stick to your morals and just remind them it's a personal choice. Remind them that right now it's just difficult, you know, and you can always say that, listen, if circumstances weren't this way, of course, I'd be at the house, right? Um, if that's really your truth, you know, you can just kind of express that if things were different, if we didn't have these considerations, this pandemic, whether you fall right where, wherever you fall on that spectrum of how you're handling it or how, you know, you're kind of uh, taking precautions based on the pandemic, you can just say it's just... It's just the state of the world and it's just the choice because of that right now. It's nothing to do with you. It's nothing to do with our relationship. And I think sometimes that's really important to bring up, right? Because I think people tend to take things personally. And again, this is a time of tradition. This is a time where we're usually, again, getting together, going to that certain house, having that that shared experience. And so to break that could seem really personal, right? For maybe that host or those family members. So just trying to frame it back to that, right? If you're going to have those conversations, Keep that in mind. It's all about you, your decision, your choices, and just sticking with that. And so we're going to kind of move on a little bit too. And I know Brianna has some great considerations to kind of keep in mind, especially if we're going to be experiencing possibly some of those triggers that we've been talking about. Yeah, thank you, Lisa, for going into all of the extra things that we have to consider this year or just think about as far as boundary setting. You know, there's beyond if we're experiencing triggers with the holidays, uh, just keeping ourselves safe and healthy during the holidays is, is really important to consider this year. So if a holiday gathering or the holidays in general, anything about this time of year is something that is triggering to you, it is so important to figure out now, like JC was saying, she's ahead of the game, got that all figured out. Uh, it's so important to figure out your support system you know, and it might be logical for some people to think, oh, well, you're spending time with family. Family is your support system. But if you're being triggered by your family, you have a different support system. So identify who those people are or what those things are. You know, if it's a meditation podcast that you want to listen to, or if it's making sure you get in an appointment, a virtual appointment with your therapist, before you go into this holiday time or during the holiday time, have your appointments set up all ready to go and you can look forward to that time that you know you're gonna be talking to that safe person about whatever's going on. Absolutely have that in place. You can also have a safe place uh, that feels good for you if you're going outside of your home and maybe going to a place where you're thinking potentially a trigger may come up have a park nearby where you know you could get out there and if it's cold, you know, bring a jacket so you can bundle up and have your safe space. Maybe it's going to a coffee shop if you're at a place where you can go inside places, you know, it can get a little tricky um, since we can't go inside and really spend time in many inside places right now. But just thinking about that, okay, if I'm going to this place, and I'm feeling a trigger in this place. 
where could I leave that and go somewhere else to really recenter myself and to calm down my nervous system to really get back to me, what I need, my boundaries, really take that moment for myself, collect myself, and then make a decision about what you want to do from the situation from there. If you want to go back to where you were feeling that trigger, if you need to tell them that you need to go somewhere else, um, that you have something else to do, just have that plan of, okay, if this happens, I could talk to this person, I could go to this place, I could listen to this song, I could listen to this scent that has a positive memory for me, right? We talk about scents having negative memories, but conversely, they're also going to have positive memories. So have some of those nearby and just make sure that you really have that game plan for taking care of yourself during this time. Yeah. Thank you so much, Brianna, for sharing all of that. It's so funny because a lot of that is what I learned <laughs> to do um, a few years back. It actually took me a really long time, but thank you so much for sharing and giving us all those ideas. So, it's, you know, it's really important for everyone to know that it's really your choice to attend, right? Remember that keeping yourself safe is a priority, like really setting those boundaries and saying no if you don't, if you're not feeling comfortable or you don't want to attend. At times we feel pressured or we feel force or we're like, it's the tradition, right? It's the annual tradition. Like I don't want to break that tradition. Um, but it's really important that you really take care of yourself and you prioritize yourself, especially if it's something that's trigger triggering. So if it is safe for you to do so, be uh, transparent with that person, right? So for example, if you are supposed to go, like Lisa gave us this example earlier, um, you're supposed to go to your aunt's house, right? And maybe you don't want to go because you're feeling uncomfortable or something happened that really triggers you. Uh, really kind of being able to be direct and transparent with your family member, right? Whether that's your mom or your aunt or the person that you typically have that good communication with um, or the person that you're making aware that you, you, you won't be attending. But really kind of being transparent and making them aware that you don't feel comfortable, right? And using those I statements like Lisa mentioned because it really allows them to be open to what you're saying and not feel like you're blaming them or it's something that they did wrong, right? You're really kind of taking that responsibility and saying, you know, I am not feeling comfortable at this time. Um, you can also keep it vague. Like if you are not wanting to provide them with much details or you're just not ready or comfortable, it's really okay to just keep it vague and just say, you know, I decided to skip this year. Um, I will, you know, we'll kind of revisit this idea next year or whatever that looks like, right? But if you do decide to attend, it's really important to kind of set yourself up with success. So like all those ideas Brianna um, just mentioned are great and really think about what will work for you, right? What will make you feel comfortable? What will really help you kind of set those personal boundaries? Because that's what really matters, right? And at times it's a trial and error. You may think like, this is going to help. This will be kind of my plan. Um, and, you know, I, I'll kind of refer to that if this happens or if I get triggered. You may try that and maybe, you know, it didn't help. Or maybe um, you prefer to set a different type of personal boundary. And that's okay. It's really kind of getting to know yourself and being able to do that. But it's important to know that you have the choice to attend. I'm going to repeat that again, that you have the choice. You know, if you want to write that on a sticky note, put it on your mirror and maybe remind yourself, say that to yourself three times a day before you have to make that phone call or that text to not attend that event. You have the choice. You don't owe them your presence. Whatever is best for you is going to be the best decision.
I love the natural circle back when we were talking about self-care in episode one. And we talked about sometimes if we're experiencing a trigger, maybe one type of self-care is not going to be what helps in that moment, right? Mm -hmm. So having that kind of backup, we discussed having other ideas, maybe making a list for types of self-care you've tried or things that work for you and kind of being prepared in that way, right? And so I think, you know, just kind of circling back to that here, it's, yeah, ultimately, ultimately important, especially if we're in a situation like this that could be really triggering, we, it's in our best interest to kind of be primed with that information and kind of, again, set ourselves up for that success, right? Because if we are going into this with a level of, we understand that things may occur and we understand also, here's some things that may help me if these things start to happen, of course, right? We may be just a little bit relieved. It may just be a little bit of stress kind of off of our shoulders, right? Because we kind of are walking in with a plan, right? And maybe that little bit of stress taken off is enough to help us settle in a little bit more, right? And so keeping that in mind, um, again, circling back to that first episode. And so let's say you're in a situation, maybe you're at that dinner, you're in that situation, and let's say something starts to happen, and maybe, you know, that those types of self-care you're planning for, maybe kind of all that's thrown out the window. And, you know, in that moment, you're kind of feeling overwhelmed. And so if you were in a moment, and let's say, again, you don't have that place to go, you don't have that self-care kind of planned out, or those things are just not working, not available to you, a good thing uh, or a good practice, right, that you could try to do is find a space and do a grounding exercise. And the grounding exercise that I really like is the five senses because you don't need anything. You don't need tools. It's it's a silent thing that you can kind of just do um, even in a room with other people, right, if you don't mm -hmm. have the opportunity maybe even to sneak off to the bathroom, right? For that kind of moment of, of uh, solitude. And so with this activity, with this practice, what you're going to do is you're going to pick five things in the room for each sense. So five things I can see, five things I can hear, five things I can smell, five things maybe I can feel, even if that's my sweater against my skin or the leather on the couch or the you know heat kind of coming in through the radiator. And so when you take a moment and you just kind of, you know, just remember to breathe, uh, but also just kind of take this moment to, to notice these five things. Okay, my five sights, my five smells. In this moment, what you're doing is you're really allowing yourself to kind of just connect in that moment and focus and just be extremely present with what you're doing. So it could um, really help alleviate possibly if you're, again, experiencing that trigger and you're kind of just lost in it. It's a good way to kind of just ground yourself and just refocus and bring you back a little bit. And so that's definitely a good thing to keep in mind. Um, and not only for people that experience triggers, I think that's just a really good practice, a really good mm -hmm. activity just to kind of have in your back pocket regardless, right? We all feel overwhelmed. We all hit a moment where possibly we're kind of in a situation and freaking out a little bit. And it's just, again, something we can silently do. It doesn't require anything. And so that could be, um, again, a really good practice to keep in mind for these uh, for the holiday season coming up. And even if you do it before you enter a space as well, it doesn't have to be, you know, kind of smack dab in the middle of a trigger. Even if, you know, maybe approaching Aunt's house, by the way, we're poor Aunt. She's getting a lot of heat this episode, <laughs> this theoretical Aunt. <laughs> even if you're approaching Aunt's house, right, and you just need that moment, right, even before you ring that doorbell, maybe just five things you can see, smell, hear, right? It's just, it's a really good exercise to kind of ground you. Um, and so keep that, that in your back pocket for sure. Yeah, I just want to share, Lisa, yes. that this is definitely a go to for me, like, and it's not just around the holidays, right? But there's times where I feel anxious, right? And I feel like I'm getting an anxiety attack. And I'm like, 
oh God, like, what do I do to kind of detach myself from like thinking about what's going on or freaking out about how my body's reacting. And I do that. I like, you know, try to touch five things in the room and I have my essential oils that are like my go-to as one of them to like really kind of pick up some of those scents. Um, so it's something that sometimes works greatly for me. And there's times where it doesn't work because it's just so extreme or what I'm experiencing, um, you know, is a little bit more than what I usually experience in regards to anxiety. So, you know, it's definitely a trial and error, but give it a try. Like, I think it's definitely something great that you can try and doesn't really take much of you, right? Um, it's not like you have to go purchase something, really. You can use something that's within your, your room or your house. Yeah, I love this emphasis on plans. You know, if there's something where you know in the past this has brought up a triggering feeling for you, if you know going into some kind of room that you're going to be potentially uncomfortable with whoever's in there, if you know a scent that you're going to smell, if you know a song that you're going to hear, if you know just a certain situation that maybe has been great in the past and is not so great for you. You know, there's so many, I'm sure someone can think of something, uh, someone listening to this can think of a scenario where you might not be the most comfortable entering into it this holiday season. And I love that we're focusing on creating a plan for that, but if you don't have that plan and you're in that moment, it's good to also have kind of a plan for that moment as well, right? The unplanned plan. <laughs> so if you're caught off guard <laughs> by something, you can remember what Lisa explained about those, those five senses and just taking care of yourself in that moment. You know, if you didn't do any prep beforehand, and you're just caught in that moment, that's a great one to a healthy way, a great healthy way to deal with that trigger. We just want to talk about for a second, you know, really not trying to numb out these hard experiences, uh, not turning to unhealthy methods of dealing with these triggering experiences, you know, that can unfortunately be a very common way that people deal with the trauma of the holidays. You know, I know bars see an increase on, I think it's Christmas Eve and Thanksgiving Eve, <laughs> if there's a Thanksgiving Eve. Uh, I think I've heard that before that bars see an increase in attendance because people are anticipating that the holiday is coming and they're trying to numb out their feelings from that. You know, unfortunately, we do in our agency see increases in domestic violence around this time. You know, tensions are running high. And if you don't have those healthy coping skills in place, um, something could happen. It's just, I love that we're talking about the plan. I'm going to say that again, because, because. <laughs> if you don't have a plan, you if you don't plan, you plan to fail. No, wait, fail to plan, you plan to fail. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> so just knowing the healthy things that you can do beforehand going into it is going to be so much better off than finding yourself caught off guard, turning to unhealthy methods of coping, and really finding yourself on the other end of that, not being in a better position than you were before. So really focus on taking care of yourself and doing what you need to do to keep yourself physically and psychologically safe this holiday season. Absolutely. And with that being said, and talking about, you know, healthy methods and healthy coping skills, you know, it's really important to feel safe, right? 
and you're the expert on your safety. So it's really important for you to follow your gut, right? So if something doesn't feel right and you're like, you know, I'm not feeling really good about this, or I kind of have this intuition to do this, right? Follow your gut. Most of the time your gut is, is telling you something and it's right. Um, and there's a difference, right? Cause at times we're like, uh, am I listening to my gut or am I feeling anxious? You know, I have butterflies in my stomach. I'm not sure if they're good butterflies or bad butterflies. That's how I refer to it when I'm talking mm -hmm. to youth, right? Or my mm -hmm. nieces and nephews where it's like, how do you differentiate? Like, is it good or bad? And so it's really important to be aware that when it comes to anxiety and feeling your gut feeling, most of the time with anxiety, you have other symptoms that follow it, right? So you have like, you know, physical symptoms such as like sweating and shaking or stomach aches that don't feel good or possibly even like shortness of breath, right? And so it's really important for you to kind of be mindful of what your body is feeling, how your body is responding to you to kind of figure out, is this my gut feeling or am I feeling anxiety? And with your gut feeling, you know, if you are feeling like a situation that is going to be unsafe for you or is unsafe for you, your safety comes first. So really prioritizing that and prioritizing yourself because no one can tell you how to be safe um, or what's the safest way for you to be safe. It's really for you to kind of figure out. And again, you know, sometimes it's trial and error. You may do something thinking that it's going to make you feel safe and it doesn't, but take it as like a learning experience, right? Like, okay, so I know this didn't work. So what can I get out of that situation? Like, you know, now I know that maybe staying at a hotel is not what I need, right? Uh, maybe it's staying at a, another family member's house where I still have that support system, but I'm not around the person that's triggering me or whatever is triggering you. So it's really important to just kind of be mindful of that and really have that safety aspect um, if you're feeling triggered during the holidays. Yeah, and I love that you definitely are the expert, right, of your situation, of what's best for you. Mm -hmm. And that being said as well, Give yourself the permission. If you are not comfortable, let's say there's unhealthy family members, situations that are just not okay or not healthy for you, give yourself the permission to make that choice, right? Like, I think we've, we've kind of all touched on this. You know, you don't owe anyone your presence, right? If it's not serving you and it's not good for you. And so definitely, you know, put yourself front and center, no matter what, uh, speak up, right? Again, use those I statements, really talk about, you know, what's going on for you, the choices that you're making. And within that too, remember to be kind to yourself. Again, this is not only just a traumatic time for individuals that may have specific trauma related to the holidays. This is a stressful time for everyone, right? And I think even generally, even if we didn't have a pandemic and X, Y, and Z going on, right? I think even regardless, there's financial stress because we're getting gifts. We're trying to make sure that our kids are taken care of, or, you know, we're trying to make sure we can travel and do those plans. So even, you know, the normal holidays, they're stressful and things change. It may be different every single year, right? And so be kind to yourself. Just make sure again that you're setting boundaries the way that you have to set boundaries. Make sure you are making decisions that are best for you. That's going to enable you to the holiday season in the best way possible, not numbing out, right? And having opportunities to, you know, have ourselves be in really unsafe or dangerous situations, really unhealthy situations, figuring out ways that we can navigate and yeah, just function, but also um, survive well, right? Not just survive through the holiday season, but survive well. And so that being said, also talking about boundaries, um, please remember as well, if kids, especially the holiday season, we'll kind of do a little segue. If 
kids in the holiday season are not comfortable with you, right? If you or maybe your child or anyone in your family, maybe they're just not comfortable receiving that hug or that big sloppy kiss on the cheek from that, that aunt again that we're throwing so much shade at in this episode, that poor theoretical aunt. <laughs> if you have body boundary issues, right? If, if kids especially, you know, don't want to hug or kiss relative, or if you don't want to, you know, have that physical closeness with relatives, you know, respect that consent, right? Respect that, especially for children, right? Reiterate that, sorry, they, you know, they're just not comfortable and it's okay that you don't go hug aunt so-and-so or uncle so-and-so. It's okay that, you know, you're not comfortable with them grabbing you and, and picking you up and, and that's okay, right? And, and discussing that with those relatives as well and, and making sure that they're understanding that consent because um, especially with children, right? That's something we want to definitely practice early on and teach them that it's their body and their choice. And if, you know, they don't want someone grabbing them or hugging them or kissing them, even if it's family, that that's okay, right? If in that situation you're not comfortable, that's okay. And so definitely something to keep in mind, again, even for you, right, with your relatives, but especially if there's children in the situation as well, um, it's just a really good, a really good kind of foot to start off on, right? And teaching them consent and, and teaching that within your family as well at those kinds of gatherings. Well, trauma around the holidays, you know, it can be certain people that you're around that can trigger those feelings, or it can just be maybe traditions were there in previous years, and now they're not there. And that could be a, for a variety of reasons. Maybe you had to cut ties with a family member because it wasn't a healthy relationship. Maybe there's been a loss since the last time you got to experience that tradition. And so now it won't feel the same. And you're thinking that trying to do that tradition on your own might trigger those feelings of loss that you've experienced since the last time you did that tradition. So if that's something that you're going through, take that opportunity to create your own traditions. Think of things that maybe you would want to continue on with your own family one day. You know, that's something that I know I'm excited about for this year is I get to think of the little traditions that we can do a practice run for this year. And then next holiday season, we'll have a little one where we can make our own family traditions. I know for myself that I have experienced this, you know, with uh, parents divorcing, I experienced this in high school, you know, traditions no longer being the same. And then again, with <clears throat> just being triggered around certain holiday events, you know, I had to take the time and be thoughtful about what brings me joy in this holiday season. Was it that specific tradition or was it really the feeling I got from carrying out traditions? So what can I create as a new tradition that then will bring me that joy? So I've had the opportunity to figure that out and to make my own traditions that now it feels empowering to be in charge of that. Mm -hmm. You know, I started this, this makes me happy. I'm going to pass this down to my future healthy family members. And you just get to really reframe it and focus on that, focus on the future and the joy that you can create for yourself and for your chosen family. You know, if it's not your biological family that makes you feel safest, whoever your chosen family is, create new, fun, joyous traditions with them. I love that you highlighted that, Brianna, in regards to like feeling empowered mm -hmm. when you start kind of creating these new traditions, because this is a conversation I've had many times with clients when I would provide direct services, right, where they just separated, right? And now their children are having to experience a different tradition or just a different, uh, a different way to spend their holiday together, right? And it was like this fear of like, 
not being able to provide them with that normacy. But I would tell them, you know, in the situation that you were in, so many times we felt we feel like we have no power and control. And I'm like, this is something that you can have power and control over, right? In such a positive way where you can empower yourself to kind of build those traditions to really kind of, you know, have your holiday to reflect of how you want it to look like. And going back to what Lisa said in regards to like getting consent when you're hugging someone, right? Um, and or if you're giving them a kiss on the cheek, right, to say hello. A lot of times, you know, in our own families, we have the cycle of abuse, maybe it's sexual abuse, right? And there's times where we're thinking to ourselves, what can I do to change this or break this, right? And that is a great way to model what a healthy relationship looks like, right? Getting that consent. And so when you're teaching your nieces and nephews or your own children, like it's important to get consent from someone when you want to touch them is something great in a new tradition that you can really build in. So having that conversation of like, you know, or just asking that question simply as in like, oh, I would like to hug you. Is it okay? Right? And making sure that you're listening to their body language, because sometimes children won't tell you how they feel. They won't really express it, but really kind of observe their body language. Do their body language tell you that they would like a hug or is it telling you, oh, no, I feel uncomfortable. And, you know, you don't have to make it uncomfortable, right? You don't have to make it into an uncomfortable conversation like, oh, you look uncomfortable. Maybe I shouldn't hug you. But you could say, oh, you know, maybe next time, right, before they respond, if you can tell that their body language is telling you something otherwise, like, no, I'm not comfortable. Um, But I really love like being able to build those new traditions. It's something that I've practiced many times. Um, And actually for, you know, Christmas Day, not Christmas Eve, but for Christmas Day, I kind of built a new tradition because, you know, in the past, I feel like that day, um, a lot of like unhealthy environment would happen, you know, um, a lot of kind of like unhealthy things would happen in my own family back home um, that I did not like. Or as a child, I was like, oh, you know, we shouldn't have children around that, especially like adults doing that. Um, And so for me, I've kind of made it into like a child day and my inner child really gets to enjoy a beautiful Christmas. And so for Christmas Day, it's always like PJs, hot chocolate, movies and board games. And at first, I kid you not, like most of the adults were like being grumpy about it or as I would tell them, like, don't be a Grinch, you know, because they're just like, I don't want to do that. Like and now they love it. They like always look forward to it. I always get creative with like the games that I'm doing Um, and I always take pictures because it's the most like hilarious thing. Like they're having more fun than sometimes the children, you know? Um, But again, with that being said, sometimes doing something new can be intimidating or you're just like, oh, I'm not sure if this will be successful, but do it, try it, you know, and and let them kind of make that choice. Um, But definitely building new traditions is something that's possible. And like, it's important for you to feel empowered to do that. Yeah. And I think it's a great way to kind of just show kindness to yourself, right? Which is a great kind of last, um, one of our last points to kind of touch on is show that kindness to yourself this holiday season. I mean, absolutely show it to others in whatever financial and whatever, you know, way that you can, but, you know, make sure that you are showing yourself that same kindness. So, and a good thing to think about too, you know, even the way that we think about what's going on right now, right? But even the way that, you know, and I love hearing this talk about, it's exciting to start new traditions because with everything changing and being so different, I think a good place to start, and this is something we definitely have touched on um, in previous episodes, is kind of reframing, right? If we are kind of a little bit powerless, right? There's a, we're out of control a little bit with what we can do, with what's going on. One thing we have control over is our traditions, right? How we're going to celebrate, how we can still kind of carry out this holiday season and whatever looks best for us, right? And so make sure, you know, just we're allowing ourselves to do that. Um, You know, we're being kind to ourselves throughout that process. Um, 
yeah, and make sure, you know, spend, if you're going to go shopping, right, it's okay to spend a little something on yourself. It's okay to do that, right? It's okay to make sure that you're taking care of you. I think that's really one of our biggest endpoints. Just make sure you're taking care of you and reframe it in a way, kind of like what we were saying, what could you get excited about, right? I know that was a big part of my process and kind of dealing with the stress and dealing with the frustration of my plans changing of, you know, maybe having expectations of my own that don't get met with, you know, me not being able to celebrate and worrying about expectations of family. And again, if they're upset that I'm not coming, I've, I've had to reframe it. Well, you know, it's kind of not what I would have wanted, right? This is not what I planned. This is not how I would typically want to spend the holiday season. But now what can I do with it, right? And I've gotten pretty excited. I went, I got like some Christmas decorations. I realized I have never myself decorated because it's <laughs> always been right around the holiday season. I jet off to, you know, Scranton PA and then I'm there for the holiday season and I come back. So for me, it was kind of like, I don't need to decorate my place. I'm not in it, right? For the holidays, I'd kind of be coming back and taking stuff down. And so just thinking about that was kind of exciting, right? Like a new little tradition for me. Like I kind of, I get to go get myself a little tree. I get to go and, you know, kind of put the <laughs> lights up and do that kind of thing. And now I get to kind of figure out with my family and it's, kind of been fun, right? Talking about, well, can you guys Skype me into family dinner, right? Can I still be a part of this, right? Can we have someone there that's, um, you know, like Skyping or FaceTiming me in? And so even figuring that stuff out, right? It's just reframing it in that new way, right? How can we take an opportunity and, and make it a positive one? Even if we're really, really having a hard time seeing any of the positives in this, right? Just trying to frame it in that way and being, again, making sure we're being kind to ourselves throughout this process. Absolutely. And with that being said, you know, just a reminder that you are allowed to set boundaries for yourself to say no to change your mind. So maybe you initially decided that you were going to go and now you decide that you don't want to go. That's okay. Right? Just it's important to make those choices that honor you. And if you don't want to visit someone or spend time with specific family members, or if you know that seeing someone will trigger you or stress you greatly, you don't have to go making sure that you're really practicing that safety and that self care. Absolutely. I'm just soaking all of this in right now because it's good reminders yeah. for me, <laughs> you know, and I'm sitting here thinking about yeah. new traditions that could bring us joy, especially during this COVID time. You know, I'm thinking if you normally have all sorts of different family members bringing their own dishes to the holiday dinner, maybe you can take the time before the holiday actually happens and practice making those dishes yourself, you know, and that could be a fun little learning curve that you can have this holiday season. So I think there's ways to get creative and definitely plenty of ways that we can keep ourselves safe. And in the spirit of being kind to ourselves, we are going to now enter into our meditation time. So if you are in a place where you can settle in for this meditation, please feel free to prepare and do so. So I love to have my feet firmly on the ground. There's just something about knowing that I am planted into the earth, even though I'm sitting down, you know, I, I'm not necessarily putting weight into the earth, but just knowing that that connection is there. So with your feet firmly planted on the ground, go ahead and <clears throat> if you're comfortable, close your eyes. Start to become aware of your body. So maybe you can wiggle your toes, see which toes are contacting the earth right now. Become aware of your body moving up. 
So now maybe become aware of your ankles, your calves, your thighs. Release any tension. If you're coming across these areas and you notice any tension, just release. Now maybe your stomach, are you holding it tight or are you relaxing? And just breathe into each of these muscles. If they're feeling tense, give them some breath. Moving up to shoulders. Identifying any tension and breathing into them. Going down to our hands. Release any tension there. Upper arm. Moving up into the neck. Moving forward into the jaw. Are you clenching your jaw or is it relaxed? Breathe into that to relax. Now your face. If you're closing your eyes, are they did they flutter close or is it more of a squint? Just relax. Check in with anywhere else in your body where you may feel tension and just breathe into those areas. You can breathe in for four. One, two, three, four, hold it slightly, and out. One, two, three, four. On your next deep breath, try to, in addition to holding at the top, try to make the breath out one or two counts longer than the breath in, just really releasing any of that tension. On your next breath, count one, two, three, four, hold, and one, two, three, four, five, six. Try that a few more times, counting on your own. Breathe in and hold and see if you can breathe out just a moment longer. Then your breath in. Again, identifying anywhere that has tension and just releasing it. Another breath. Now you can return to your normal breathing. Start to come back into the room. Maybe wiggle your toes. Tilt your head back and forth. Stretch your wrists, whatever feels good. To come back into the room. Make sure and thank yourself for taking that time for yourself today and just preemptively thank yourself for taking care of you during this holiday season when we can get so caught up 
and taking care of other people, making sure we shop for everybody else, taking care of everybody else's needs. But you deserve attention always, and especially during this holiday season. So we hope you will join us again next time. And we thank you so much for being a part of this one conversation.